everyone, Jane here. Thanks for listening to part one. Here's part two with Jackie Miyabayashi from North South Stewart. If you haven't listened to part one yet, make sure you listen first before starting here. We hope you enjoy the rest of the show. I think having this business has encouraged me to go and take more adventures. I think so. You've been <laughs> yeah. so adventurous these last three winters. I see you out there. You've started camping. I've started, you've started camping. gardening. Yeah. And all of these things. Well, the gardening thing, I still want to open a, what we call a bricks and mortar business. I have a lot of ties to my local community here where I live in Izumi Sano, which is just south of Osaka. So I had wanted to, you know, buy an old farmhouse or something and renovate it and turn it into a shop. We were looking around for a place and just weren't able to find anything quite right. But um, I thought, well, what can I do to, you know, get the ball rolling on and all, all of that? Okay, well, I'll start growing my own vegetables and flowers. Camping that came about last year. I'd, I had done camping with my children when they were young, but I'd sold all my tents. I was like, yeah, those days are past. My kids are big now. But then I heard about solo camping and I was like, oh, that's me. Yes, I'm going to do it. So I bought myself a new tent. <laughs> so what's oh, solo camping, Jackie, for people Well, who solo don't know camping, yeah, that's for lonely people with no friends. No. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so with COVID, people want to avoid crowds and they want to, they feel safer being outdoors. Mm. So there's this huge craze globally, but it's really taken off in Japan where uh, you go camping on your own solo solo camping so the whole subculture I'm not Hmm. so into it but there's a whole subculture around it where you know you can get all of the great gear you take a lot of time shopping locally and buying organic vegetables do a lot of research finding out about the campground finding out about the area get yourself set up and then just like really indulge yourself by having this great barbecue and drinking your craft beer and all that kind of thing Mm. Uh, while camping on your own, enjoying the outdoors. So, yes, it's born from COVID, but I think there was a growing trend towards being outdoors anyway here in Japan. Mm. In Japan, what trends are you seeing? that? Yeah, the solo camping, but also enjoying things in the home. There's been a big focus on things in the home. And so we want to capitalize on that. I'm looking at blankets, I will say to you, New Zealand wool blankets for next Mm. season because people are spending so much more time at home. There's a huge DIY movement afoot, which is where people are renovating their places. That's new. Yeah, that's really new. Japanese people don't renovate. Yeah, the DIY thing, uh, the focus on home, the focus on family and in particular, you know, the unit of mother, father and children. There's a really big focus on that and enjoying their time together. Mm-hmm. Um, As opposed to the extended family with grandma yeah, and granddad and yeah. getting and, everyone together. Yeah. And also all the big the, the things like making a big family trip, taking a big family trip to Disneyland or Mm. adventure world and that kind of thing has not been as possible so they're like let's enjoy things at home 
as a, a family. So like I saw on the weekend, Jane, you you guys like making gyoza. That kind yeah. of thing is all yeah. part of this new trend as well as finding little things that the family can enjoy together. Yeah, um, I've seen a couple of families do that. They make that homemade gyoza or homemade something, sushi or whatever it might be, and then pack it up and the kids get dressed up in uh, a sort of a uniform, like a delivery uniform, and oh. then bring it to the table. So it's almost oh. like they knock on the door and, hi, here's your delivery, and bring it in and try and make Thank it like you. a at-home restaurant. I've seen that quite a few places, and I think that's just delightful, right? Why yeah. not bring the restaurant home when it's actually your own food, but yeah, yeah. the way you present it, yeah? Yep, and that recreating a restaurant that's kind of like driven from – COVID of not being able to go to restaurants or that's right. So all of those things, but then there's also some negative trends afoot as well that you have to watch out for things like COVID has affected everybody's disposable income, how much money that they Mm. have. Some people are not working as much part-time jobs have gone. In our case, we have a student at university, but he hasn't really been able to get a part-time job. There are less part-time jobs, so we're having to support him a lot more, and a lot of other families are having to do that too. So I think spending is much more conscious, and this Mm. is part of our marketing message too, is that if you buy our wool, you won't just wear it for one year, you'll wear it for years. It will last for years if you look after it properly, but we don't want you to have to feel like you've got to get the latest color or the latest trend. Like I said, we're not in the fashion business. Buy it and love it and wear it for years. And so this conscious consumerism, there's a little bit of a trend, the environmental thing, it's a little bit slow to catch on here in Japan. Usually Japan is at least a decade behind in a lot of things. So being environmentally conscious is one of the things that's been a little bit slow to take on here. There's that, um, there's less money to spend. We've got all of the big global trends. We've got the war in Ukraine. We've got rising oil prices. We still are dealing with the pandemic. So these things affect businesses. Yeah. Um, And I think the points that you've made about the conscious consumerism and spending and environment, people being very careful about their, the way that they use their income and these DIY and other movements you're talking about, are these trends that you think Kiwi businesses could also latch on to that there's some little gold mines waiting there. Yeah, absolutely. There are always opportunities. I think then you need to research them. First of all, you can't just say, oh, look, they're doing this. Um, Research where you may be able to fit in. But New Zealand is full of small businesses with really, really innovative ideas. And of course, I follow the wool industry. So there are tons of little things that are coming through with wool that I think will just be perfect for Japan. However, it will always it will start off as a niche and you have to be prepared for it to be small to start with and challenging to get a foothold. If you wanted to get into any of these little trends like the outdoor thing, then yeah. There's a market. I mean, it's a massive population. So compared to New Zealand, even if you only sold 0.000% of the market, it's still <laughs> a lot more than what it would be in New Zealand with a population of, you know, what is it in Japan, a hundred and something million versus the five million that New Zealand has. 
So Jackie, I think you have not only been building your own business, but you are creating kind of a network around New Zealand focused businesses that are in Japan in your part of Japan. Yeah, that's right. Really stumbled into it with uh, one connection that I have my friend Shu, who you know as well, Shu Ito, the photographer who was based in New Zealand. And he has introduced me to some amazing other New Zealand-based businesses. And one that I really love that I'd love to share with you is my friends at Star Forest in Minabe, which is in Wakayama, bit of a travel for anyone in Japan. But um, Natsuki Kakuda is an astronomer and a star guide who worked in um, New Zealand at the famous, what's that little place called, Jane? You know, Mount the, John Observatory. The, no. Um, yeah. Near, near the little cottage thing. Yeah, down in Tikapo. Tikapo, Mount John Tikapo. Observatory. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So he was a guide down there for, I think, about five years. He met his wife, Mai, down there. She was a barista in a cafe. They've come back to Japan. They've started a family, but they've got this little cafe. And then they've got the star gazing place. So Wakayama has um, very little light pollution. Same as New Zealand. So they've got this amazing little cafe where they sell um, vegan pies, absolutely delicious, Ooh. homemade, flat white coffee. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Pies, flat whites. Flat white rolls and lolly cake. <laughs> and um, she... I don't know if she does lolly cake, but that's another. There's another cafe called the Fantail Cafe. They do lolly cake. So, yeah, I've been connecting with businesses that have a New Zealand connection. There are also my friends at Bless Leather. They're in near Fukuoka. They have a little New Zealand store, and they sell things like Echo Store laundry detergent they also sell Whitaker's chocolate they sell Pix peanut butter so all these little shops and businesses little pop-up um, events and they're just terrific people who had been to New Zealand and they love it you know, everybody who goes to New Zealand loves it I have loved getting to know these people and being able to support them in their little businesses they're small businesses like mine and so we just really can relate to each other it's so lovely. Yeah, yeah. Have, but the, the stargazing. Okay, so I just went on the stargazing tour. I've been on two tours now with them. It's at night, obviously, so there's a bit of camping involved as well because we have to stay overnight. But last time I was able to see Matariki, which is the New Zealand stars that, that we see in New Zealand, which signifies the start of the Maori New Year. We could just see it through his amazing, um, Natsuki's amazing telescope and knew that was significant to me. I mean, I was the only New Zealander there on the tour that night, but he pointed it out to me and that was just like, oh, I felt so connected to home through the sky. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. So to be able to do that was, yeah, amazing. And then I also came home with my Whitaker's chocolate, my pig peanut (laughs) butter. <laughs> all my favorite New Zealand things that I was able to pick up from them. So, and wow. um, how many flat whites did I have? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got to go and have some flat whites. Yeah. Yes, very nice. Yeah. Well, we'll have and to put they're some vegan. This is amazing too. Mm. Vegan flat whites. They're using oat milk, which is oh, nice. Blows my mind as well. So, I just love all of these, you know, little 
ventures that people like me, like you guys who just think, I'm going to go and do something and just start it and see how it goes and, you know, tap into the local community, that Kiwi ingenuity Mm. feeling. And I'm really happy to see that people who've gone from Japan on working holidays have come back with that sense of ingenuity. That's Mm. what they've come back with. Actually, I'm just realizing how special that actually is. very special. Mm. Right? Because they're really going against the grain by starting their own businesses. I mean, there's a risk. Financial is the biggest one, but also just like what their family's going to think and going against the norm is really hard for most people. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I really respect them for that. And I just love them. They're all just such Mm. great people. Can't wait to meet Gorgeous. them. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. Can't yeah, wait yeah. to go there. Happy on to my next uh, trip. happy to give you some links. Actually, yes, I'd do. love to give you the links to these people because yes, um, please. you can visit them in person, and then the ones in Fukuoka they have an online door. Oh, lovely! Yeah. Yeah. We will you. put those in the show notes, and so cool. everyone can go and, and pop into Wakayama on there when they're going by. Yeah, <laughs> awesome! Thanks for Thank that. Thank you. And how about for you, Jackie, any activities or promotions that you would like to share with us or any perhaps ways and means that people can come to your online shop and help your business but also help themselves? Maybe you have a coupon code for Jandals in Japan listeners. Oh, well, uh, I didn't have one, but I am happy to set up a coupon code. I will say um, we're really at the tail end of the season for us being wool gear and we don't sell performance wool so even though it's touted these days that wool is great for spring and summer as well you can wear wool year round that's merino wool that's pure merino wool that's Mm. true you can wear that year round (laughs) I do wear it year round but our products being mixed with possum they're warm yeah so they're really for winter but um, I'm happy to, <laughs> I will be happy to set up a coupon code that I can keep active through the whole year. Thank you. So that you guys can, uh, the Jandals in Japan can come along and get their warm gear for next year or next winter. Or if you were traveling somewhere where it might be cold, you know, travel's opening up again. But I don't know that you'd want to buy something from New Zealand and then go back to New Zealand. <laughs> Why not? I take my New Zealand clothing back to New Zealand because it's always chilly there. So, well, you want to hit yeah. the ground running when you yes. get out the mm. airport. You know, you open, the doors open at the airport. It's like, geez, it's freezing here. <laughs> yeah, and you want no. the layers just like yours because you 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 need it to layer up, and then you get into the car and it's too hot, so you have to take it off again. So, yeah, your, yeah. Your, so your clothing we we always take out we always take our stuff. So, um, I don't know if I'll be traveling this year, but yeah. Definitely, I would love to set anybody up if they are going to be traveling to the southern hemisphere over the next few months where it Mm. will be winter. But things that are coming up. So we have been working with this one main supplier, as I said, but um, I've just put a call out in the We Love New Zealand Wool Facebook group for other suppliers. Mm. (laughs) That's one of the groups. And uh, there are tons of little people, uh, little businesses doing things in New Zealand. So blankets is definitely one that I am moving into for next season for us here in Japan. That's exciting. That's been really interesting to watch as it's been happening in New Zealand, this renewed interest in wool 
and mm. wool blankets. So I'm excited about that for New Zealand, but I want to see if it'll work here in Japan as well. Could be a tough sell, I don't know. <laughs> well, have to I have watch a blanket every single day um, during winter in Japan. So I've even got one on now. Yeah, yeah. I've got my blanket uh, on. So yeah. it is a necessity. I think that's a great way to be going. You know, if there's a playbook on entering Japan, are there any tips that you would put in there? Or right, yeah, don't was, do's, don't uh, do's. Perhaps well, there's something there, Jackie, yeah, that you might like so, to let us know about. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was one that had occurred to me this morning when I was thinking about getting ready for the show this morning was I think there's a tendency for New Zealanders to look at Asia. I want to say just be really wary of grouping Japan in with Asia or, or, you know, every nation within Asia is different culturally, the way that they operate in business, all of those things. So Japan, I mean, I've lived in Japan, so I feel it's unique and I haven't lived in any of the other Asian countries, but I think just be wary of thinking that this is Asia and that you will be able to follow the same success stories from going into China, for instance, or any of the other places. I think if you were going to try and get into Asia, then Japan would be the choice for me because even though there's a little bit of a learning curve, once you understand how the markets work here, you'll find that the customers are loyal, that they're trustworthy, that kind of thing. And that happens a lot with, in my husband's business we import from China, Taiwan, India. There's so many problems with them changing things all the time, wanting to renegotiate the prices, changing quality, and all these different things always happen. But here in Japan, once you've established something, that's it, it's established. You, um, do you know what I mean? So I do. Japan is viewed as being a tough nut to crack. It is a tough nut to crack if you're not here already. And even for me being here, it's been, as I said, eye-opening to find out how the market has gone in a different way than I expected or how our entry into it has gone differently than I expected in a good way. Once you've learned how it works and how you can operate within it it's good it just stays that way you know you have to evolve with it but it's predictable mm, wow fantastic absolutely fantastic thank you Jackie and if other people were thinking about dealing coming into Japan the language thing we haven't touched on that so <laughs> it's been a huge challenge for me with the language even living here and having the confidence to be able to deal with our customers in Japanese, it's been a really, really big challenge for me. And probably the biggest thing that in the back of my mind is like, no, I'm not successful because I can't do this or I can't do that in Japanese. So I definitely advise getting professional help there. Don't rely on Google Translate. Oh, no. <laughs> right? So, I mean, I do have to myself when uh, I'm here by myself and that. But uh, my preference is to avoid Japanese over using Google Translate. That's always going to get you into trouble. Mm. <laughs> if you can partner with somebody who um, really believes in your product as much as you do, who speaks Japanese or is a Japanese person, 
um, that's always going to be a huge advantage for you. And Jackie, are you continuing to help people who come into Japan with their marketing, with their copy, uh, with helping them get into doing their business well here? Well, I haven't been doing a lot of that because I wanted to focus on this. As I said before, you know, those who can do, I really wanted to get my hands dirty on this. But um, I do feel I have a little bit of a grasp on it. So I'm happy to help anyone. Well, something that you really much are very, very good at. So I think it's great. <laughs> also put out there that people yeah, can help thanks, with that. Thanks. In between I, you working on your business, of course. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I felt like I kind of lost my mojo a little bit with COVID. It was, you know, in the early days, we just had no idea how things were going to play out. And I thought, I can't be a marketing person and giving people advice when I just don't know what's going to happen. But now that we can see that things have settled down and we are living now with it, endemic as they are saying, we're living with it, we can definitely see what's emerged from the COVID situation and how the world is adapting. And, you know, I am a marketing person. I love it. (laughs) I love to look at the trends. I love to see what other companies are doing. And it really is my happy place reading textbooks and reading (laughs) journals and stuff online, doing that kind of stuff. So I'm slowly getting back to, yeah, probably being able to help other people. And anyone is welcome to reach out to me, of course, anytime. Yep, I think the world's been missing your gifts. So we need to have those back there. (laughs) Thank you so much. Jackie, congratulations on being a successful Jandal in Japan. And thanks so much for coming along onto the show today to tell us about your journey, uh, your tips for success in this land of the rising sun. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been my pleasure to be here. It's always fun to catch up with you girls. Um, (laughs) And it's really, I mean, I encourage anyone who's invited to come on your show to do it because it's really affirming to look back at your journey and to realize that, yeah, okay, I'm doing it. Yes, it's thank working you. and it's catching people's attention and it's worth pursuing, you know, that kind of thing. So mm. especially if you're a solo entrepreneur, I am doing these things on my own. It's easy to be filled with doubt. And this kind of thing just affirms that okay, there's something there and it's worth pursuing. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Jackie. Thank Cheers. you, Jackie. Cheers. So, Catherine, that was a fantastic episode with Jackie Miyabayashi from North South Stewart down there representing Kansai today. Woohoo! Wow. So many trends and insights and gems that she gave away there. And really amazing. She's just such a, I think, you know, we talked about underdogs during the episode. She's, uh, maybe she calls herself a bit of an underdog, mm. but she's been so successful in Japan. And we just want to really say big shout out to you, Jackie, for doing all you do to bring out this uh, story of New Zealand within Japan and just in such a genuine and authentic way. It's really amazing. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's not limited to her own business either. The way that she builds the community of other people who are interested in New Zealand or have a New Zealand themed business, especially in the Kansai area, just all the people she knows down there, yeah, supporting their business and connecting with people 
That's yeah, really if, well done. If we think about those major takeaways, one of them would be that, though, wouldn't it? Mm. The trends that she mentioned, Jane. She talked about solo camping, which I mm. think in New Zealand's not really a thing, is it? I don't. I know. don't think it would be, and you might be a little worried about safety, perhaps. Even though <laughs> yeah, New Zealand's a lovely country, it's yeah. Uh, solo yeah. camping works in Japan because it is quite safe. I've noticed people camping at home as well, as in they they might not pitch their tent in the backyard, but they will pretend like they are on a camping trip in their garden or on their veranda, yes. on their balcony, yes. getting their little barbecue out, and they call it like camping at home or something. Mm. Yeah, I have a friend who does this pretty much every weekend and wow. puts it on Facebook. I'm like, what's he? What's, and they make the most amazing food, so like nice. restaurant quality food they're cooking on their balcony. So yeah, that's definitely a thing. What else did she mention are uh, the trends about? Yeah, I thought what was really interesting was that she just said, yeah, go ahead and research trends. Go and research and do as much as you can, but it comes to a point where you've just got to get started. So she said just start before you're ready, and getting started gets you ready. And I, that completely resonated with me because that's the way I set up my business. I researched a lot but then got right into it. And that was the only way I could learn as I went along, um, hearing what people said, getting reactions. But that's the biggest thing about not starting a business. Don't you think? It's mm. just, I've got to be ready for it. I've got to be ready. Yeah, researching and not taking any action. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I thought that was really amazing how she said that. And I think she's done that uh, through all of her businesses. So that was brilliant. Then I think there was another point too that she made about this quality control product quality control. And we've heard that a few times. And with guests that are coming up, they're also speaking about this. Just having the best quality you can find. And Jackie, knowing that and looking so carefully at that when she was looking for which company is she going to go with, which, yeah, which organizations are going to import her products from, mm. had to be the one that had amazing quality as well as all of probably, you know, the superior service and all of that as well. And we've been experiencing that superior service and quality here at the Conrad Tokyo, haven't we? And it's just on another level in Japan. Mm. And I think if you are in New Zealand, you can come and experience what people expect here. I think it will give you an idea of the level that you are expected to play at when you do come into the Japanese market. Mm, that's right. And I mean, history, she also talked about history of the business that she's doing her work with. I heard this morning from the general manager, Neil McInnes at uh, the Conrad, they've been in Tokyo 17 years and they're planning to open uh, many other uh, hotels in Tokyo. So it's just incredible that history that's there, the story that they can tell, and I think that trustworthiness of being here so long uh, has come from, well, from that history, from being here, uh, has built up the trust. And I think that's also a point that Jackie brought through mm. really strongly mm. with the people that she's dealing with. Mm. Yeah, so definitely get in touch with Jackie if you enjoyed what you heard today and she can maybe point you in the right direction. And we would love it if you would go and check out her website. She has a lovely discount code that she generously gave us for all listeners, as well as some of the other businesses she mentioned down there in Kansai. If you're in that area or passing through, why not stop and get a vegan flat white or a vegan pie? and Or go stargazing. Go stargazing, yeah. right, in Wakayama. So all of those links are in the show notes. So you'll be able to find those easily, follow those businesses. And yeah, let's us Kiwis support more Kiwi businesses in Japan too. Thanks, everyone. See you soon again. Cheers. Bye. Matane. 
for listening. Make sure you check out our guests' links in the show notes. This podcast is brought to you today by Catherine O'Connell Law and Pod Launch with Jane. If you have a great story you think should be on the show, come and find us on LinkedIn or Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time. Matane.